Hi there, movie fans. Welcome to Cinemapodrophy, a movie podcast where we three friends watch movies and then talk about them. My name is Brian, and joining me are my good friends and co-hosts. I'm hey, Justin. I'm They're yep. both who they are. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our thoughts Jesus. on films and other nonsense, please subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming site and follow us on instagram if you have a favorite movie you think we should watch and review let us know shoot us a message at cinemapodrophy at gmail.com or on the socials and we'll give you a shout out when we review your submission now grab your pitching wedge crap open a cold one and enjoy the show cinema pod hey it's your feet oh fuck me We'll be reviewing the 1980 comedy classic Caddyshack, starring Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and Michael O'Keefe, among many others. Written and directed by Harold Ramis, Brian Doyle Murray, and Douglas Kenny, Caddyshack is chaos incarnate. Summertime at the Bushwood Country Club is peak season for golfers, elite socialites, and horny teenagers. Danny Noonan is just one such teenager, and a pretty damn good caddy as well. While doing his best to enjoy himself, please his parents, and figure out what to do with the rest of his life, a cast of eccentric and boisterous club members and co-workers push and pull him in a variety of directions. His movie is wonderful, hilarious, and again, very chaotic. Uh, there's a multitude of stories about the behind-the-scenes shenanigans from this movie. Um, this was my first time viewing it from start to finish. Uh, very much enjoyed it, have always loved it. Um, it's It's a classic for a reason. So let's get into it. Whose choice was this? I don't remember. This was... I'll take credit it was for this. mine. Oh, you can take credit. Who cares? It was it's my a, choice. No, I did it. it <laughs> we, we're doing it for... Uh, this is the closest thing we could get to a St. Patrick's Day movie because of all of the green from the golf course. Zing. No. Yep, yep. But Great, great choice. Yep. But I can't believe... <laughs> This this is really your guys' first time seeing this movie. Start um, to finish, yeah. I, I guess last time I saw it was about ten years ago, easily. And, so it, and you said it was bits and pieces, or did you actually see the whole thing? No, I've seen the whole thing, but like oh, I said, okay. I, I'd forgotten a lot. You know, I couldn't I could not like you Justin have gone into this podcast without watching it. I don't know yeah. it that well. Yeah. Yeah. I First time I saw this was I think it was sixth grade or seventh grade, and um, since then I've I've way been earlier than we should have, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know when you are in middle school and your parents let you watch a movie that have some boobs in it, you're like, yup, I want that on DVD. <laughs> so or VHS back then. Or VHS, yeah. I actually I had this on laserdisc, so. Um, <laughs> but, um fun fun little thing about this so in seventh grade in art class we had to make a it was an art project where we had to make a tablecloth or it was a table setting and it was a it was a piece of wood that was in a it was the shape of a tablecloth and we could pick a it was it was like a movie a song a book something and we had to decorate the the tablecloth and i picked caddyshack and i remember um in i i put on i painted it orange 
and I put down turf, like grass turf. I remember I put down a picture of Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Ted Knight, Rodney Dangerfield on there. I remember I had golf balls glued on there. For my utensils, I found <laughs> miniature golf clubs. Um, oh, how just, cool! It was it was it was a fun little art project, and I I had been trying to see if my mom could find it this week because I wanted to post it on the Instagram so that everyone could see because it's <laughs> it's in that crawl space somewhere. But well, you still have time. True. True. What do you mean? We do these live and then post them immediately. Yes, this is <laughs> live on three December fifteenth. No, <laughs> man, this weather today—it's a perfect sunny sky. It is gorgeous outside. I'm looking it forward is. to getting out there and just soaking up some sun. These yeah, damn Indiana all, winters. Not all of us get, you know sunlight every day of the year and free sprinkler systems and gators in our backyard. It's true. So it's true. But I, I want to get this off my chest at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Did you guys know that this movie is, is kind of in a movie universe with, um, this is kind of a sequel to uh, the vacation movies, you know, maybe a prequel. Or a prequel? Did you say prequel? prequel? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Ty Webb is really Clark Griswold. You know, this movie takes place in a Chicago suburb. Ty and Clark, they're very similar, you know. Maybe at the end of this movie, Ty wises up and he gets with Beverly. Just saying. The other thing is... Danny Noonan is Aunt Becky's baby daddy from the TV show Roseanne. So, again, <laughs> this could be a prequel, I think. If but, you say so, bud. I think that's a bit of a stretch. This takes place in Chicago. It's not, it's not impossible. It, hey, you know, I, I hear today there's, there's Hulk and She-Hulk. So... You know, there's I mean, there's been a She-Hulk for a long time. Well, I just heard about it. So it just existed. So that's, you know, that tracks. <laughs> yep. But speaking of things to hear about, <laughs> um, what is everyone drinking today? Oh, yeah. What's your what's your fountain beverage? I have a nice bourbon peach tea. So Ooh. Ooh. I'm obsessed with the cold hammer stuff and. They they can make nothing but gold, so that's what I'm drinking. And that's a that's a pre that's a pre mixed cocktail in a can. Mm -hmm. It's a canned yeah canned cocktail. So yeah, nice. Brian, how about, about you? you? Well, I uh, I earlier was enjoying a very nice uh, regular hot tea from uh, Trader Joe's. The ginger mm -hmm. mint is my favorite. Uh, taking taking a break from the boozing. Uh, until this evening, uh, I've been promised Sazeracs, uh, so I'm, I'm holding off till then <laughs> and enjoying a nice large glass of high-quality H2O. There you go. There you go. I am um, I in honor of the movie, and 
the kid who downs all the remaining drinks um, and enjoying a <laughs> Grand Marnier in a snifter. Beautiful. But I will well, not be downing it like he did. Is there a cigarette bud in there? That was so gross. <laughs> not Ugh. this one. My... Okay, what what would be worse? Drinking a, you know, a glass of cognac with a cigarette butt or grabbing a can of beer, taking a sip to find out it's a spitter. Spitter. Beer. Spitter. I, I beer. think yeah. a spitter would I've, be worse. I've been I've been that kid. Oh, that's a yeah. rough one. Yep. Yep. Immediate, immediate. All right, guys, comment. I got to go. It's been nice. Today's it was been great. Got to go. So bad. <laughs> it's. I, I don't. I don't get how people chew because it's, I, I. I've had chew in my mouth, and all I want to do is vomit immediately. Don't know, listeners. If you yeah. enjoy chewing tobacco, let Justin know how. You can, you can explain that one to me, but. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so what I'm with you though. What what were your guys' overall thoughts? What'd you think of the movie? Uh, I sort of gave mine in the in the intro and the synopsis there. Um, I thought it I thought it was very funny. Um, it's it's got a lot of great like classic characters. Um, you know, a lot of comedians just having a good time and you can tell that everybody was having a really good time on this set um it's chaotic it's you know it it just looked like they they turned the cameras on and they said some of the lines they were supposed to say and they got what they got and then they wrapped it it was um not a life-changing film but a fun one I I really enjoyed it. I like I said I've seen it before, but it was there was so many funny moments and just little one-liners and things that if you weren't paying attention were easily missed. Um, like for example, the name Mitch Cumstein. Um, <laughs> I, I think that is that probably yeah. went over my head ten years ago, but it did not go over it this time. Um, <laughs> and I I just I really enjoyed it. I I forget how much I really love Rodney Dangerfield until I see one of his movies and the way he the way he has that sort of rapid fire way of of delivering a joke and then continuing to move on without even really having a chance for people to react like one of the things I wrote down was him saying um, I think it was to the 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 judge's wife he said you must have been something before electricity came out like just those little things that that just like I said, you miss it and it's over. But but if you're on if you're on the ride, you can't you can't help but enjoy it. Yeah, uh, this this was definitely I don't know how long it took him to film, but I bet you it was just like three months of a cloud of smoke and cocaine in the yeah. air and just uh, everyone having a great time. Speaking of cocaine, do we think that at any point in one of the takes that Chevy Chase actually did snort a line off of his hand instead of salt? Yeah. Because I think it happened at some point. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. A thousand percent. Okay, that's all. So from what I've seen about when they were filming this, everybody was high and drunk the entire time except for Ted Knight. 
I guess he was the only one. That Who was is Ted Knight? The uh, judge. Judge Judge Smells. That actually surprises oh, okay. me. As like as high strung as that dude was, like I would have assumed that he was a little uh, altered. But uh, compared to Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, and Bill Murray, I mean, Good those point. guys are like superhero like crackheads. Well, yeah. what's funny about it is it, it in that like I feel like Rodney Dangerfield's energy and just was just kind of he was all over the place, and then Chevy was so like just chill, like everything. <laughs> yeah, it. It really disappoints me because I've always liked Chevy Chase and the movies that he was that he was in and and you know SNL, but it sounds like he's just an a asshole. huge dick. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. Like it sounds like he he's like I'm the funniest person here. Everybody bow down to me. And uh, by the way, this is my show. This is my movie. And like fuck you all. Yeah. Like I hate with you. him in the the show community. Like I could not stand him in that show. I thought he was a dick in that show. So I don't know if you guys have watched Community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in, no, in Community I, 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 he got to play into that like old guy trope where he's just like everybody's on his lawn and damn it, get off my lawn. And he was. But that's kind of how I feel like he is in real life. Yeah. Possibly. And I wonder what it's like. I mean, that, that that to me also is like a huge testament to the acting community is the people who have to play opposite him. And basically, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure he makes friends, right? I'm sure like not everybody hates him, but I think the majority of people have have negative things to say. So if you're one of those people that that you just don't get along with him, but you have to play opposite him. And the fact that the show goes on and the audience never knows the difference, I think, is just incredible. Yeah. See so, here. But um, something that I did read about this movie that I thought was. They basically said that this was Animal House after everyone graduated. Like the same type of craziness and. Mm. Even like the, the the filming of the movie, um, at the very end when they blew up the golf course, apparently they actually blew up the golf course. They and were they, filming everything, and they did not have permission to do it. Yeah, they they sent everybody <laughs> from the golf course out to like a party to get them away from the golf course, just so that they could blow it up. And and obviously they paid for it. They fixed it afterwards, but. It, that's, that's hysterical. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's there's so many crazy I think like, good. No, no, no. I was going to say I feel like this uh, I'm glad you said the Animal House reference because when I was watching it I was thinking that this was not one for one the the um, American Pie of its time, but that sort of um raunchy humor in the 80s that that obviously came with American Pie in the 90s. Yeah. But I, this also, had, say, yeah. Oh, just like just a quick Google of like if you just Google, let's say Caddyshack filming stories, one of the first things that comes up from Ranker.com is drug fueled stories from behind the scenes of Caddyshack, and like there's just there's article after article after article, and a lot of them repeat 
Um, but there's there's so many funny stories about like drug use and you know the Caddyshack crew didn't have permission to blow up the golf course. Bill Murray was found passed out in a sand trap. Like all these things that are just like you can totally see it. And having now seen the movie, and you know, one one of the things that I love about this podcast, and we've talked about this at length, is like it makes you rather than just being kind of a passive viewer of the movie you know thinking about it critically thinking about like what what do i think the actors are thinking what do i think the directors are thinking why do i think they did made this choice and didn't make that choice and whatever and you see all of that come together after you've watched the whole thing and you go oh they were just goofing the whole time they were just like yeah. they just turned on the cameras and said all right we're making a movie what's it about i don't know a country club and okay I- <laughs> yeah go and that makes me want to know how much was ad-libbed, right? How much was just improv off the cuff? I mean, a lot of those folks were on Saturday Night Live anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'd be curious to know. that. That's always been a thing of mine is is how much in a movie is ad-libbed when you have really good comedians or, or actors and actresses in there as well. Yeah. Speaking of SNL, um, Bill Murray, as you might know, replaced Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live, uh, which caused mm-hmm. them to have a bit of a feud for some years um apparently their um their scene in carl's little shack um in the film where he busts out that like foot-long joint and the <laughs> weird bottle of whatever it was and they lit up the bob marley and just went to town that filming that scene apparently helped them squash that particular beef which i think is nice even oh, if chevy chase is still apparently a, a douche canoe yeah but this movie doesn't really have a plot and i know we've already said that it's not there's no plot it's just it's just a summer at the at the country club um i just loved all the tiny little like you said like the caddies getting to go to the pool from what was it? 11 to 11, 15. Yeah. 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. Unbridled chaos. Just and they did. Out. They brought chaos there. Yeah, it was amazing. That was such a good. I love scene. the one guy who like literally just like I love the guy who takes a drag on his cigarette and then just drops it on the pool deck and then jumps in right there. Like it's not in an ashtray. It's not anywhere that it should be. But he's just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna enjoy my my 15 minutes. Yep. But then like um, you know you got the whole baby Ruth in the pool and oh Judy. Classic, classic scene. But the best part of that was when Bill Murray, you know, they drain the pool. He finds the turd. And yeah, like, that's, <laughs> they had to drain the pool for him to find the turd. I know. They couldn't just, like, pool skim it out. They had to drain it. But if if there was poop in the pool, I kind of would want to drain it, too, and clean it. Yeah, for him for him to go, oh, here, found it. Oh, it's okay. Oh, now, my God. I did that it was a baby Ruth. But after a candy bar being brewed in chlorine for a few hours, I I feel like that would make you sick. I feel like uh, I feel yeah. like Carl Carl's put worse things in his body. Clearly. Um, speaking of 
probably not feeling well after putting something in your body. Um, my other favorite moment was when the there's the fight going on and the gumball machine falls over and the glass breaks and these people are going after these gumballs like they're hundred dollar bills. And all I can think about was like the amount of glass that was mixed in with the gumballs. <laughs> yeah, all the all the cuts and like all the people who yeah. are just like chewing gum is like, oh, that's a bit crunchy. Must be oh. stale. No, and it's, it's also like it's it's like these people had never seen a gumball before. Like the 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 way people went after them, I thought was just hysterical. And can okay. we gum gumballs objectively the worst kind of gum? Okay. It lasts Hold on. ten seconds. Go ahead. How is how is them going Holding. bonkers over glass shard gumballs any different than five coworkers at Coldstone? freaking out about a dollar tip in breaking out into show tunes. Well, well, here's to. the difference. At Colson, that, that is out. culture. Yeah, you have to. Yes. Have yeah. to. You gave me a dollar, so I sing you a song. Don't say you need to die in my bedroom, because I wear a thong. What? Oh, we can cut thong. That. There it is. <laughs> but um, no, I... I, I did like the um I did like the the baby Ruth in the pool scene for sure. Yeah. Or did you guys catch? Um, did you guys ch- uh, blah. did you guys catch when Ty had over the niece Lacey, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes he grabs two bottles of period. <laughs> Her name is Lacey Underall. I know. Oh my God, the names. They he grabs two bottles of Perrier and he like acts like he puts the yes. cap back on and then he's like oh oh bubbly bubbly like yeah Jesus like so many dumb little parts no, and it, and I I so so yes I love that that his little like stupid keyboard he was playing but then I loved <clears throat> the migration into him giving her a massage and. While I was enjoying the humor of it, um, I then stopped and said, ew, ewey, um, baby oil, like, 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 just (laughs) the smell of baby oil is one of those things that is no, in no way, shape or form sexy. So in that moment, I was just like, "Mm, yeah, I'm out. Well, like, you can't get that stuff off of you either. Like, he had an obnoxious amount on her, but... He dumped an entire bottle on it. Like, <laughs> but for the matches, the whole part, you know, in the in the locker room when the judge is like, "Hey, have you heard the one about the the priest, the rabbi, and the and the black boy?" And the guy turns around and he's the priest. Like, just little jokes like that. You just you don't see anymore, and then. Yeah, I I really liked the um um uh, at the beginning with Bill Murray when we first see Bill Murray and he's cleaning um a ball and stroking up and down while cleaning the ball and making all this commentary at the old ladies and yet again that's something that I feel like I not it was not above my head ten years ago by any means but I just don't think I was focused on it it was kind of one of those things like i know i watched this with a group of people and we were probably talking during it um but i have to say as a kid and still to this day i get so tickled going to a 
mini golf place and if they have a ball cleaner even though my ball doesn't need to be clean i'm like this is fun i don't i just anyway so i did appreciate that that for sure yep speaking of ad libs i I wonder if like all of those little bits were ad libbed where they just said all right bill go talk dirty to those old biddies oh yeah oh i'm sure or when he's when he's or he ran out of lines and and they didn't yell cut right so he just kept going and going and going or the when he was uh, acting Justin? like he was at the U.S. What was it? The U.S. Open, and he's hitting the roses with. I don't even know what he was hitting <laughs> it with, but you know he ends it with it's in the yeah. hole. What's What's funny about that scene is that he becomes the caddy for whoever that guy is that walks up, but we never see him out on the on the field as the caddy. Like, and that's what. So if you haven't seen this movie, listeners. That's what's this movie is literally so many cut and paste moments that you're just kind of like they just exist for the 30 seconds to two minutes that they are. And then you may never get any additional insight. Yeah, it's just well, like, why did why did we need? Yeah. Why did we need to see Bill Murray caddying for an old guy during a lightning storm? And then that has nothing to do with the movie. It was just like, okay, but did you? But did you catch the reference that it it does overlap with? There is another movie. It's the same music. And the movie is The Ten Commandments. When Charlton Heston is coming down from the mountain with The Commandments, it's that same music. And I love that the wind and the rain progressively get worse. (laughs) Okay. That, That makes sense. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. But... I think that scene, the that scene with the bishop, because that 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 old guy was the bishop. Um, he apparently forswears alcohol after that, or God or something, because he's no, because he's in the bar drinking, uh, getting hammered with the judge and the doctor and a couple other people. Um, and I think that's where they make the bet at the end of the film. Okay, which is sort of like that. That whole bet, a lot. I think a lot of the movie is just a lead up to that scene where Rodney Dangerfield's sure. character Al finally gets under the judge's skin enough for him to say, "Fine, I'll bet you two thousand dollars. Let's make it ten. Let's make it twenty. Let's make it forty. And it just keeps going up and up and up until you know eventually he's kind of out of control. And then, um, you know, as you know, Danny gets roped in. But uh, that scene in that bar the bishop is sitting there and he's getting hammered and he's like, ah, there is no God or what. I can't remember what he said. We'll yeah. Well, a line that I always say to my wife now is when it was the first time the judge goes out golfing and Danny is caddying for him. And the judge has his, is it his nephew? What's it? I think it's his nephew or his grandson, Spalding play. Spalding's also the one who drank mm-hmm. the, the cigarettes, but you could just tell he's just like a whiny, obnoxious trust fund kid. Mm-hmm. But but I loved it as they were walking yep. up to the snack shack and he's like, I want a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. No, a hot dog. And then the judge goes, you'll have nothing and you'll like it. <laughs> yep. 
Like I said, um, I, 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 I need a hamburger. I want a hot dog. I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> Justin, I need I need your input as the expert on this movie uh, between the three of us. Um, so, first of all, I this is not the question. I just want to make the statement that I love Rodney Dangerfield's character in this movie, and I love how how amazing his golf um golf bag is with the radio and the tv and the the budweiser tap and like it's just he just seems like a blast to have been on the field with which brings me to my actual question there's one point where um we now see another piece of the bag revealed that has the little mini like four inch five inch tv on it and there's like six people sitting on the ground around it like having a sandwich or a snack or whatever do we know who those people are <laughs> i i think there were just other caddies yeah there's a whole like, gaggle of caddies there's like 50 okay of them. okay i think it was like a foursome going out and it was it was all the caddies that that i don't i don't know why they just stopped in the middle of a round and they were just watching tv but i love it i love it um, I also took the note that said, uh, Justin, you need to have Rodney Dangerfield's horn. Uh, <laughs> have his what? His horn on his car when he rolls oh. into the Bushwood Country Club. Isn't it, that's a Rolls Royce. I would take that. No, just the horn. You only get the horn, not his yep. car. Well, on my golf bag, I have a Bushwood Country Club golf towel. And nice. It was, it was a, do you really? Yeah. It it was, uh, I used used to have a Bushwood country club caddy t-shirt too, but you know, buy stuff online and they shrink and they don't fit you anymore. But, um, I was, I was playing golf and I got paired up with, uh, these two old guys one day. Was it the Haver camps? No, they were they were just two rich attorneys and um they the guy you know we're just talking and we were actually walking so he goes hey I got a question to ask you and I'm like what's up and he goes Bushwood what where's that country club at and I go what like I was confused, like because he was asking me a serious question, like, and he he thought I was a member at a country club called Bushwood, and I go, I go, it's it's from a movie. He goes, really? I was like, yeah, it's from Caddyshack. You've never seen Caddyshack, and you're a golfer. And he goes, um, he goes, I grew up, and we didn't have a TV. And we didn't have in. He goes, we didn't have anything. He goes, I didn't have pizza until I was in law school. Jesus. And I just, I just remember thinking, like, where the fuck did this guy grow up at? Like, he's he's very successful now, and that's fine if you don't have TVs or eat pizza or live a very sheltered life. But I was just dumbfounded that. I feel like you could ask anybody and they've heard of Caddyshack. But yeah. So yeah. So, so yeah, but what are you so guys... watching this this morning with Derek? 
sorry, no, go. My throat's not cooperating. Go. <clears throat> so um, I think we've all sort of agreed that, you know, as far as plot goes, it's it's kind of hard to systematically go through the movie. And I feel like we've pointed out a lot of things that we really liked about it. But Justin, as many times as you've seen this movie, as, as Corey said, kind of our resident expert on it, is there anything about this movie you do not like any burnt popcorn moments for you burnt popcorn um not that i can think of um you know that we've talked about this before on other movies this was made at a different time i don't know if if it were to come out now if if it would be okay but you know, it it's almost like watching an episode of SNL. I mean, it's goofy, it's fun, it's random. I would just tell people, watch it, check it out, have fun with it. Because it, it's not going to, like, pull at your heartstrings. It's not going to make you have any, like, feelings. No. But it's a fun movie. It's It's fun. It's silly. Take that. And I'll say this too: you do not have to like golf or know anything about golf to enjoy this. It is, it is just that's just the place that's just where it takes place. Um, uh, yeah. So I I will say I if I have a Justin. burnt popcorn about it, it would be that they made Caddyshack two because Caddyshack two is god awful. Did not know that they made a Caddyshack two. It's god awful. And they made a Caddyshack the 19th hole in 1999. So Caddyshack 1, 1980. Caddyshack 2, 1988. Caddyshack the 19th hole, 1999. <laughs> Corey, how far are you from St. Augustine? Um, Two hours, maybe. So in St. Augustine is Bill Murray's Caddyshack restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean I did it's, not know that. It's a typical, you know, like burger, I would totally go. burger place, but it's it's like a golf themed, caddyshack themed restaurant in St. Augustine. So but Oh, very cool. Um so I feel like as with this being my first time, I don't have any burnt popcorn. Um Two two other things I want to say real quick was one, I think one of my favorite scenes was when they were christening the boat and she smashes the bottle of champagne over the front end of the boat. I don't even know what that thing is called that sticks out, but it's, it almost looks like a spear. But anyways, and the bottle of champagne breaks that off of the boat. Mm-hmm. Not even <laughs> that. And then um, I also want to do some research to find out um, if the guy who was fishing and his hook got caught on the boat as it went by and he got pulled in and he was essentially water skiing with his face. And at one point I feel he, you could see him tilt his head up and I feel like the amount of water that had to go down his nose was unreal. So I, oh, yeah. I, I want to do some research to, to find out that because I just cringed looking at that. I mean, we, we've all had that uncomfortable feeling of getting water in our nose from just 
simply jumping in a pool versus being drugged behind a boat going 40 to 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Not Which fun. another one of my favorite quotes is in that same scene when the seaplane comes close over Rodney Dangerfield and he says, I almost got head from Amelia Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. He is but great in this movie. I uh, I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. I mean, same. unless you guys do. Oh, um, really, man. I, it's it's fun. No. It's it's fun chaos. It's you know it's worth an hour and a half of your time if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Um, give it a shot. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's. I just say I would like like Justin said. I would say low expectations. It, it's it's just fun. Just go in expecting to have fun, and that's all. It doesn't need to make sense. It's just fun. Yeah, it's like well, you were you you had stepped out. It's like an episode of SNL. It's just. Yep. Take it for what it is. But yep. um I know that that kind of wraps this up. I know uh what are we watching next week? Uh Ten Things I Hate About You. Yep. That is next on the docket. And that's on Disney you Plus. Got it. Disney Plus. It is. So it is get the soundtrack. This was on Netflix. In your too. life. Yeah. The soundtrack yes. is the best. So well, anything else, guys? Don't think so. I'm going to go do some cannonballs. And by cannonballs, I mean big hits of Bob Marley joints and pulls out of a whiskey bottle. So you got that going for you, um, which is a good movie. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I really am glad we did this. This was a um, very obscure movie to do for as close to St. Patrick's Day to have some sort of green representation, but I'm really glad we did it. I think it was it was fun. Yeah. So here, here. Well, guys. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye now.